You're listening to the Double A Balls Podcast, powered by Power Arm Performance, your leader in baseball and softball training apparel. Visit www.powerarmperformance.com to get your gear and begin training with the best Do this look like work to you? Nah. Looking at the lights like it's all it is Yes indeed, yes indeed, welcome into another episode of the Double A Balls Podcast. I'm Andrew Romanella, and with me always is my man, Anthony Rinaldi. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing good, and I'm doing good, and I'm excited for today's episode. We got a lot to talk about today. Baseball, a lot going on in the last 24 to 48 hours. The MLB hot stove as spring training gets into gear. We got the all-star reaction for the Frankie franchise-sponsored NBA All-Star Maverick versus Dutch Master, really, which wasn't a game, which was more of a slaughtering. We'll get into that. Nomination. A little bit of NFL free agency to get into as the Jets make a little bit of noise saying that they want to spend a lot of money on a quarterback. And, of course, what do you got? As you always, got? an ant. Because it's heating, because the grill is sizzling, I want to get right into it. Hosmer signs with the Padres, and J.D. Martinez signs with the Boston Red Sox. Give me your reaction. I hate Boston. But listen, they had to do something. Yankees fan. We got John Carlos Stanton, son. Yankees listen, fan. J.D. Martinez, what, just got taken off the market a few hours ago, I believe. I didn't even know about that until I came to this podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was today. Signed with the Red Sox. Some people are reacting that it's a little bit bigger than it should be. Five years, $110 million. Now, much like the Hosmer deal, Ant, it's a little front-loaded. Two years, 50 mil, and then the third year would get him another 22 mil. So in his first three, he makes 72 million. So really, they're uploading that one, are the Red Sox. I mean, the same with Hosmer. He gets eight years and 144 overall, including his signing bonus, which is five mil. But he gets five-year, $100 million contract because the first five are averaging 20 a year. My question is, what is what is Eric Hosmer to the Padres? And he gets I mean, a player opt-out. What Aren't the Padres kind of like that? Middling franchise, they have yes. a bunch of young youth. Yes. Like, what are they doing spending that money? Well, I just think that they want to try and find somebody that they can get into the seats. I, that's the biggest thing to me. I think that's what they're looking for. They need some, they need a way to get a ticket item that wants to get people to that field. Since they built Petco Park, I don't think they've made the play. I don't think they've even come close to a wild card berth. No, the last time was that, those, those Trevor Hoffman days. Yeah, 100%. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Shout out. But the question is, does Hosmer deserve a five? It's essentially a five-year, $100 million contract because he's got an opt-out after the fifth year. So if things aren't going well in San Diego, if he just signed to make his money for five years and not win in San Diego, which is a serious possibility, that's okay. That's okay. At the end of that fifth year, he can opt out, and he's still at an okay age to get another year, a contract. But if you look at the next three years on that deal, three years, $39 million for the rest of that contract. So really, Eric Hosmer is set for life. Whether he gets another World Series ring, I don't know, but he won one with the Royals 2015, so does it really matter at this point? No, exactly. He's going from miserable Kansas City to... He's making his money. Sunny. Money, money. That's not bad. Plus He's getting his bananas. <laughs> his bananas are rolling in. I believe 20 should come my way, sir. 20 bananas are coming your way. I don't want to talk about that yet. Makes me upset. Let's talk about your boy. Wait. Let's talk about your franchise, 
M E T S Mets Mets Mets. Jason Vargas. I like the signing. Pitching. How much pitching do you guys need? Hey, I think it's a smart move. Here's why. The the biggest reason why. Everyone gets hurt. Syndergaard down. Harvey down. Matt's down. I think Matt's came into the league and went like three for four in his first start. Went like seven innings, gave up like two hits, struck out like ten. I don't know if that's the exact line, but it's somewhere in that range. And ever since then, has gotten hurt every year. You can't rely on any of them. The only one you can rely on is Jacob DeGrom. Zach Wheeler. Since Tommy John, you haven't seen Zach Wheeler. So it's funny because he came out and made comments about the Jason Vargas. I think it's a great signing. You have him as a as somebody you can put in your rotation. He what, what people don't realize is Jason Vargas won 18 games last year. This is a, this is, this is guys a tie for the major league lead in wins last year, and he waited this long to sign. That's unbelievable. I mean, listen, Kansas City, some of those wins. Uh, you know, listen, I had him fantasy, so I know a little bit about his numbers. It was 18 wins, yeah, but that looks kind of good, but. A lot of that was masked by. Uh, well, I mean, he was getting some. But I think he had the most run support in Kansas City. To your point, he had a four sixteen ERA, so he's given up nearly four runs a game. He threw one hundred and eighty innings and made thirty two starts. See, to me, you're getting him more for the consistency aspect than you necessarily are asking him to win you eighteen more games this year. Exactly, and I believe Sandy Alderson said that in a press conference. Yes. Earlier today. Yes. Or yesterday, but I think I mean there's still some moves out there that the Mets can make. I mean, Mike Moustakis. I mean, I guess you get third base with Frazier. So you don't need Mike Moustakis. Right. So you have you have Frazier. You have Ahmed Rosario. You're, you're, and you hear the sigh in my voice. You're you most likely. Lucas Duda back? No, no, I don't. Want first Lucas base? Duda. I, I don't want Lucas Duda. I don't want to ever hear Ike Davis. I don't even want to hear it. I'd rather Dominic Smith go out in 50 games and prove to us that he's a major leaguer or not than have to see Adrian Gonzalez on first base on opening day for the New York Mets. The hands down bottom line, because I think regardless, 162 games from now, you're not in the playoffs because of Dom Smith or Adrian Gonzalez. I think it's the starting rotation. Do you have a good enough bullpen to close games? Who actually is going to be your closer? Is your catcher really that good? And can anybody stay healthy? When are you getting Michael Conforto back? So there's a lot going on. I say you bring up Tim Tebow. He said he want. He said he doesn't. He wouldn't be surprised if he gets back into the major leagues. Tim Tebow at thirty years old, batted two what twenty one last year in double A ball. And you're right. Did he make double A balls? No, he didn't make double A ball though. He, he, I think actually did he make double A? We're gonna look into that. We're gonna we're gonna look into I that. Think he did because I hey, just, we'll we'll get our stat guys on the show. And with that being said, tweet at us at double A balls. Find us on Instagram, at Double A Balls. Social Media Blitz. And we are now on Podbean, and we have our own website at dabpodcast.com. So find us in any of those spots to listen to the podcast. If you want to download it, that's on Podbean. Simply just go to podbean.com and check out Double A Balls podcast and you'll find our page and you'll find our episodes set up there as well so a few different avenues to find the double a balls podcast and we do appreciate the few people that have already sent us some emails reached out to us on social media downloaded the podcast thank you keep spreading the word tell your friends and tell your friends and tell your friends and to go back to the team that you love to watch i think this jd martinez signing 
is the response from the Red Sox to what the Yankees have done this offseason. And we talked about it early, some four weeks ago, that if you're the Red Sox, what do you do because all these teams around you are making moves and you were last in the American League last year in home runs? I mean, J.D. Martinez had a solid year last year out there. I think he's in Arizona for, for a minute. Yeah, he hit, he hit 303, drove in 104, and hit 45 home runs. Not bad. No, not bad at all. And and if you think about it, he's a right-handed hitter. So he's got power to get it over, but he's also got power to get it out there. And, you know, some other things as we go into spring training, the, the one big question that I have, and I, I have nothing to base it off of just besides the, the curiosity factor, is if, if this Ohani guy in Anaheim is, is really going to be everything he cracks out to be, a pitcher and a hitter, um, a guy that was sought after by a lot of teams and Surprisingly, ended up with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and because you know, partly because he wanted to play in the warm weather, I think it's also a pretty good situation. Anytime you can go play with Mike Trout, I'm I'm in. I think there's a positive there. It's pretty good. Um, but I just wonder if this guy can can come over here and be able to succeed at both positions as a two way baseball player. What did they say they wanted to do? Did, I know they said he's probably going to start out pitching, or is he going to be a bat? They don't know yet. They're, they're going to look to see if he can pitch in DH. So he's not going to play a position on the field as much as he's just going to have his three to four bats a game as a DH. And obviously on days that he's not pitching, he can be a DH. I don't think he's going to play a position. I think that's more of where their plan is. Uh, but I think the fact that he can go out and play a position successfully as well as go on the mound and pitch is pretty impressive. But my question is, do you come over to Major League Baseball in a country where you don't speak the language? There's going to be a lot of media pressure on you. Um, you are in a high market. Listen, I know you're technically in Anaheim. You're not in Los Angeles. But you have the Los Angeles tag. And with you doing what you did, it doesn't matter. When Ichiro Suzuki came over, there, uh, the amount of reporters in Seattle was through the roof. I, I, I'm no geography major. But I'm pretty sure Japan is pretty close to Anaheim. Yes. So I think that also helped. That kind of twisted and kind of, you know, chose, made Otani realize, ah, you know what, maybe let me go to Anaheim. It's a little more low-key. It's not quite the big media market. Because, frankly, I don't think he would have done well in, in L.A. Or, in, or New York. Or New York. That's a lot. I don't think he wanted to come here. No, and I heard, and I was listening to Michael Kay, I believe it was, talking about how apparently the foreign pitchers, the Japanese pitchers, specifically, don't like sharing the spotlight when they come to America with other big-profile Japanese guys on teams. So if you if he was to go to the Yankees, he's technically sharing the spotlight with Tanaka, and apparently that's a factor for them, which I could understand one, one way or the other. My thing is, don't you want somebody in the locker room that speaks the same native tongue as you since you're coming to a country where you don't speak their native language? You would think, but apparently those two tribes. But, they, but you want, well, you want to be number one in terms of the foreign or the Japanese-born player, whoever you are, on that roster. So supposedly some of that's involved as well, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. And I, I don't know. I, I just wonder if he's going to succeed at a high level. But he is surrounded by an all-star in Mike Trout, uh, a great coach, a manager in Mike Shosha, and uh, an organization that has won before, and they're trying to get back to winning ways. So maybe this is something that jolts their fan base, and maybe this is something that gets them involved, uh, gets them excited going into this season. They still got old man Pujols? 
Yeah, old man Pujols is uh, still de for them. Right? So Otani's yeah. going to be taking a bats from him, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that guy still has power somehow. It doesn't even look like he can walk or run. But those, I mean, there's, there's, I, I believe that the Angels, they made some good moves this offseason. If they yeah. a few more, there's some, there's some characters out there. Jake Arrieta, Alex Cobb. Lance See, that's Lynn. the crazy thing is there's they're still good. They yes. Out there. Yes. <laughs> and, and in the last few years, scoring runs has not necessarily been their issue as much as they haven't had a starting staff that can get them through five innings. And then whoever's coming out of the bullpen doesn't really matter because you're trying to mop up four, five innings on average a night. That's not, a, that's not an easy thing to do. You don't have that many arms to do that. And that's why when you look at a staff like the Yankees, you say, wow, look at that abundance of toys that Aaron Boone's going to step into his first managerial job ever and have just an abundance of arms. Go ahead, CC. Go have a five-inning start and give up zero runs. Maybe walk three guys and strike out four. That's okay because we have the guys that can get us through four innings. And listen, my biggest thing is you can't go to that every single night, Ant, but you have all-star relievers back to back to back to back in your bullpen. Right. I mean, the Yankees, right now, I don't see, I, I don't want to sound cocky, but I mean, there are there are some holes. Third base, you know, what are you going to get out of uh, young Andrew Hart? What are you going to get out of Gleyber Torres? I heard he's ready. Brian Cashman said he, he's, he's coming to camp ready to play. The Yankees do such a good job of understanding how their players are developing in their organization. Uh, listening to some people talk about guys coming up and when Andujar would be ready or when Glaber Torres would be ready and Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez and when all these guys were coming up and they were looking at it last spring training, part of the conversation was whether or not they were ready to play in a cold climate. And I thought that was so interesting and, and detailed in how they look into whether or not some of these guys can play in the cold weather because the bottom line is, one, yeah, the season kind of starts in cold weather, but the bottom, but really the real bottom line is, Championships are won in cold climate, unless you're playing a team in a dome or you're playing a team in California or Texas. It's kind of man up, man. Probably not Florida because I don't see that happening right now. No. No. Although some people have been supporting that ideal, trading away all of their MVPs and all stars. JT Realmuto maybe on the move. I hope he's on the move to the New York Metropolitans. I believe he may stay in your division going to the Nationals. Oh shit. Oh god. There's no we don't we don't need to load the Nationals up any more than they already are. And on the topic of loading up teams, Team LeBron beats Team Stefan 148 to 145 in the NBA All-Star game last night. Time out, time out, time out. Team Dutchmaster Team Dutchmaster whooped up on Team Maverick. Team LeBron beats Team Stephen. No, you're right. You did. You murdered me. Do you have the final score for us? I don't even want to know. Team Dutchmaster represented with 244 DraftKings points on All-Star Night. Team Maverick had 186 and a half. Oh. And on paper, I had a great team. And you know what? I'm sitting there, I'm watching the game. It's about six minutes in. And I'm liking the pace of the game. They're playing a little bit of defense. Like, you can tell that the tone was set early, that they wanted to make this kind of a game. And I had a feeling. And when I, when I picked 324 last week in the total, that was my feeling, was that they were going to play... A lot of offense early. They were going to get some showboating going on, and they did. LeBron had a bounce pass off the ground. Uh, there was a bunch of blocks, which was actually pretty awesome to see. Uh, I really liked it early, and I'm sitting there. I'm going, 
Oh, there's Joel Embiid. He gets to the foul line and then hits the foul shot and then gets a dunk two minutes later. He's got five points in the first three minutes. I'm like, all right, that's great. Because he picked Joel Embiid for his what-do-you-got performer. And, and now he scores the first five points of the game. So, okay, trust, he's trust on your team, right? Trust the process. Then I'm looking like, oh, Jimmy Butler's not getting into this game. Great, because he gets hurt the game before. And LaMarcus Aldridge eh, really isn't playing. He's really not up to it. So chalk him up for an L. And Russell Westbrook, for some reason, A, just wasn't hitting shots, and B, just didn't look like he cared to win the MVP this year. No, listen, he, he had it a few years in a row. He had to spread the love. I think LeBron deserved MVP. He almost had a triple-double. King James over there, I think he had 29 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, something like that. Yeah, man, he had a good night. NEA threw in a steal. I mean, look at this, right? If you go down, if you go down the stat sheet, all of a sudden you're seeing steals and you're seeing blocks, and you don't see that in an NBA All Star game. And your opinion really changed on what you want to see from this All Star game moving forward. Now you want to put the draft on TV because now you want to see the player reactions when they get drafted. And I personally think you put the draft on TV and players start getting picked last, I start to assume they're going to take this a little bit more seriously. And the product that we saw on the court this weekend is now going to get better next year because there's that much more pride because national television saw them get picked in the later rounds or last. 100%. And everyone today was talking about how much better the All-Star game was. This year, I mean, from what I saw, the last eight or nine minutes of the game. Defense. Defense apparently wins both yeah. games. And you saw it. And uh, and I think you said it before, Vegas was spot on with that line. Oh, uh, shut up. I mean, how does how do they get... There was Team LeBron was minus two... For you degenerate gamblers out there. Team LeBron minus two and a half points. What does that mean? It means you got to win by three. What was the final score? 148 to 145. I wasn't a mathematician in college. But that's uh, three points? So Team LeBron covers. I mean, if you bet that game, you're degenerate, you got problems. Bananas. Bananas coming your way. And before we move past the all-star matchup between Team Maverick and Team Dutch, we're going to remind you that the 2018 NBA All-Star Draft Challenge was Sponsored by Frankie Franchise Construction. If you want the best in custom home building, additions, renovations, bathrooms, or kitchen remodels, and a specialist for your interior, a reliable, hardworking individual, Frankie Franchise Construction. Email frank.franchiseconstruction at gmail.com. Frank dot franchise construction at gmail.com or call 973-789-6236 for your consultation today. Frank is the best. He's a hardworking individual, so give him a call if you need anything done for your house. The sponsor of the 2018 AA Balls NBA All-Star Challenge won by Team Dutch. So, Anthony is just racking up the points on Andrew. But what that All-Star game got me thinking about, Ant, was what the second half of this NBA season is going to look like. And I think a lot of fun stuff is going going to happen. I mean, who do you got going forward? I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this new look Cavalier team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they got a whole new roster. LeBron, listen, they're 2-0 yep. since the trade deadline. Yep. Obviously not a big sample size. But still. You got to see how they mesh and Joe. 
you got the fact that they can do that right off the bat is impressive. Is will Toronto keep up that six and a half game lead? That's the question. I have I have serious questions about the Toronto Raptors. I have serious questions about the Houston Rockets. Why? Why? Because one, I I think I need to see James Harden perform at the highest level in the playoffs. Because what I saw last year in the biggest game, and I know he carried a lot of that load. Russell Westbrook starts to die at the end of the season too when he carried that much load last year as well. But I that scares me. Because his counterpart, Chris Paul, has also done nothing in the playoffs as well. He's never sniffed past the second round of the playoffs. So that scares me from the Rockets to the Toronto Raptors. For some reason, every year find a way to just to not win the games that are needed to win in the playoffs to advance to the championship round. And so those two teams in the East scare me. And then the third is the Celtics, of course, just because they're not the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let me give you my top five teams right now. Give it to me. Here's, here's how I'm going to rank the top five teams right now. Why five? I don't know, but we're going to go five. Five. Golden State at one. Houston at the two. Cavaliers are the three. Toronto's your four. Boston's your five. That's what I think right now. That's what, Those are the five teams that really, I think, are the really only, only five teams I can see really playing for anything come uh, late May, early June. You know what I'm saying, Andrew? All right, so we... we... We take your five and we pin them up against the ESPN Power Rankings that just came out. Ready? What do you got? I like that. What do you got? Houston, Golden State, Toronto, Cleveland, Boston. All right. I like mine better. Yeah, I agree. Read yours aloud. Read yours aloud again. What do those NBA pundits know? Read yours aloud again. Flip-flop, Golden State and Houston. Yep. Golden State's one, Houston two. I don't see how Golden State can't be number one until anybody proves that they right. can beat them in the exactly. big game. It's, you know what it is? The regular, Houston may have... Regular season does not matter. Right. Houston will have the number one seed. Go, who cares? Best record, whatever, what have you. And this is everybody healthy, flat, flat out. This right. is not like going into the playoffs with injuries. This is Golden State's flat out healthy. Houston's flat out healthy. San Antonio's flat out healthy. Cleveland's flat out healthy. If you're, if you're pinning all these guys up, I don't care what you tell me happens in 82 games until the Golden State Warriors, healthy, are proven to be beat by anybody when it really matters. No one can be number one. Exactly. Houston, they have some firepower. With, like you said, Harden and Chris Paul. I don't see them beating Golden State in, in four games. No, me neither. Cleveland, that's why I have them at the three spot. I mean, I think they're actually the next. I think they're the best because they have LeBron. And you see when the spotlight comes on LeBron. In L.A., all-star game, he shines, almost with a triple-double. You know he's going to bring it for the remainder of the season because all that, all that dude wants is championships. That's it. He wants his legacy to be cemented as the guy that went to the finals the most amount of times. And I don't think he's going to catch MJ's six. I just don't. But I know in the back of his mind he's trying to catch MJ's six. I think. Right, he has to. That's the goal. That's yes. The, that's what everyone says, the, the mark. Even though, even though Bill Russell has about 37 some reason, MJ six is the number. Yes. But Toronto, they're they're young right now. You gotta like Lowry and DeRozan. They got the big men with Valanciunas and uh, Sergi Blanca. I think so. I don't yeah, you're right. You're right. So he's trust there. your I instincts. I don't think they one. got the playoff experience to beat Golden State in four games. And Boston, I think they're the, I think they're just kind of running a hot streak. You know, they're missing Hayward bad. I Boston think, lost I, three straight going I think into the All Star break. Their offense is right in the middle. They play good defense, which keeps them in most games and actually, you know, gives them the victory in most games. But they're beating down a, a pitiful East. 
you know, they're, they're coming to the garden soon. That'll be, that'll be a whitewash for Boston. But here's the question, especially in the East, okay, because I think the West is a different conversation. I think the first round in the West, when, when it's all said and done, the first round of the Western Conference playoffs, you're going to see Houston, Golden State, San Antonio, and probably Minnesota, as much as that hurts me because I want that to be the Oklahoma City Thunder, you're probably going to see those four teams in the second round. But I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, and I want your opinion, if I look at the Eastern Conference, I'm looking at a Miami Heat team that it's kind of dangerous and you don't really want to play. And going back to the trust factor of the top three teams in the East, you have Philadelphia goes into the break winning five straight, the process starting to figure it out. Your boy Joel Embiid dominating everything, including the Rising Stars game, which is kind of fun. It's kind of reckless and funny that he's in that game, but that's besides the point. And you have the Milwaukee Buccaneers. That's the six, seven, eight teams right there. Those teams could surprise in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. I have those teams. I have, actually have those two teams circled, Andrew. Give me a little Milwaukee and give me a little bit of Philly. I'm, See? Those are the teams I want to watch on the stretch because I'm not watching those New York Knicks that garbage on No, the that's just bad. Now you just want to see them. You want to see their loss total go through the roof. Ping pong balls. Go right through the roof. Give me the ping pong balls. Because I don't know what Frank Nielakina is doing, but he needs to find where the hoop is and make his living oh, getting man. there. I wish we would have drafted Donovan Mitchell instead. Oh, man. Uh, well, I'll go back to it. I still like Moutier, but I just... I don't. I'm not even a Knicks fan, and I don't even want to talk about the Knicks. That's how bad they are, and that's how bad they are as a franchise right now. Nobody cares about the Knicks. Anymore. No, cares. not at all. But going back to the teams that actually matter in the East, and then you throw in the Pacers and the Wizards, which if the season ended today, they'd play each other. But I don't think it's going to end that way because it is bunched up. I mean, you have four teams within. Three and a half games of each other in the middle of the Eastern Conference. The Celtics are two games behind the Raptors for first place in the East. And you have the Pistons kind of fighting the Heat. The Heat are starting to pull away in that race for the last spot. I think that becomes an either way type of situation. doesn't really affect much. But I truly, truly think that some of those teams at the bottom, bottom of the Eastern Conference could, could upset. No. Yeah. No one's good. You so, couldn't see the Sixers finding a way to beat the Celtics or the Cavs. No. Or the Raptors. I can't see Philadelphia beating any, any three of those teams. Maybe, well, well, listen, maybe Boston you got to remember there's still 25 games left. That's a lot of no, momentum listen, to be gained. Philadelphia's not beating LeBron four games. I don't care who's on his team. Me, you, my brother, Frankie Franchise, and LeBron. We got a shot four games against Philly. Come on now. I'll take that. Bead, that goofy bastard. I'll take that. Now you yeah, put LeBron on, no, on no Embiid. Perp I'll guard, I'll guard Redick. No perp squad no perp, tonight. Uh, no perp squad tonight. That's fine. That's okay with us. Our bodies need a break. Our bodies need a break. And we're still and we're still on a winning streak because there's no basketball tonight. So that's, that's okay right. with us that's too. Right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's great. But yeah, it's going to be fun, I think, leading up to it. And you posed something to me before the show, and I kind of want to pose it back to you. And you mentioned something about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's this is a team that I think is good enough. But for some reason, I, it's, I don't feel like they're going to actually unlock their full potential. Because with anybody like Carmelo Anthony, it's so hard to make him gel that... It's one of those things that just won't ever have enough time to get off the ground. Maybe three years ago, 
if this was done three years ago, I think right now you're looking at a consistent contender in the Oklahoma City Thunder. But at the point in time in Carmelo's career, I don't know if if Paul George is coming back next year. No matter what, you're going to have Russell. I, I just don't know. I like I love Steven Adams. I just don't know if they have enough firepower, especially in their second unit with Paul George running a point in the second unit or Carmelo being a two or a three in the second unit. Um, you have those options, and for some reason, I just don't, don't think they're deep enough to do to do much if even get out of the first round. Okay, see, I'm interested to see what they're going to do down the stretch. you got to see what Melo's going to give you. I watched him for the last seven or ten years when it was the Knicks, that terrible decision. And I thought they were going to do something at the trade deadline, and they did nothing. He, listen, when you get him, you know it's going to be ISO basketball. Once the, ball, once the ball goes in, it never comes back out. That's the problem. And you're not getting the greatest defense in the entire world. Exactly. So you, so, so your boy Westbrook's going to have to do yeoman's work to carry that team like he typically does throughout the playoffs. But again, he's going to hit the roadblock of his boy Kevin Durantula. Yeah, but Westbrook loves that stuff, though. Westbrook loves carrying the squad. He's better in that role. At the beginning of the year, he was doing too much of the, here, you have some. Here, you have some. The bottom line is Russell Westbrook's the number one. Take the ball up, dominate the ball, make your plays, and we'll focus around you. And then when we have a chance to slide the ball to PG-13 and let him handles and let him run the offense, and then you have a chance to have sets with Carmelo Anthony, and you have sets with some pick and roll with Steven Adams, and you can make other guys focal points throughout the game, but you want the tone to be set by Russell Westbrook. He is, really, if he doesn't get the ball early and set the tone for how he wants to play, it's probably not going to be a great offensive night for them. That's just how it rocks. No matter who you put on the roster, just because that's the type of influence he has. He's the little engine that could, man. Yeah, 100 He brings that energy, man. He's, he's like a, a, he shot out of a cannon 48 minutes out of the game, which here's is hard. Here's another team bunched in the middle of the Western Conference, the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's an interesting team. Yeah, but again, the, the Western Conference, it's Golden State, Houston. I think I think the NBA, even though Adam Silver, you know, he, he likes where the league's going right now. Everything's on the up and up. Ticket sales through the roof. Merchandise through the roof. NBA All Star Weekend was a, a hit success. It was a huge success. LA's the place to LA's the place to be out there. You know, LA's one of those. I feel like the NBA All Star Game should really just be in a few different cities, a few of the key cities. You know, don't, don't go crazy. Yeah, next year is going to Charlotte. Like that's kind of random. Yeah, I get. I mean, Charlotte is a beautiful place. I get it. They need their love, but Shout still, out Charlotte. But yeah, stay in Miami's. Right. Go to your LA's. You know, go to I love when DJ Khaled's rolling up on a boat with like LeBron James. Like I'm 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 digging that right there. Like if I'm watching the ESPN, I'd see I would assume in my mind carry champions on that boat with like LeBron James, KD, Steph, James Harden, Chris Paul, throw a lot of them out there, and they're rolling into the NBA All-Star game in Miami. They're DJ Khaled's, you know, playing the beats. You don't you don't think that's high entertainment? Oh, one hundred percent. And that's all they want in the NBA, especially that, in the All Star Weekend. Right. So again, I don't. I think my point was that I don't. I don't believe the NBA. I you know they, they say there's parity and, and you can see it in the the standings. Everyone's bunched together, but really it's top heavy in both divisions. Because they've already realized back to our original point, both the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, and probably even the Houston Rockets 
and to an extent the Boston Celtics and the San Antonio Spurs, that the regular season kind of really doesn't matter. Or, like we talked about on episode 5, Cinque. that the regular season for those teams really starts after the All-Star. I, I heard a, a crazy stat about the Houston Rockets. I want to say it was like they've taken the most three-pointers, I think, before the All-Star break this year. It's some ungodly number that I think every com- that every combined team in like 1987, like in the, in the entire season, like so that I don't think shooting threes like the way they do because D'Antoni, it's that running gun, you know, sh- shoot every seven seconds, you're shooting a three. I don't think that offense is going to work in the playoffs because you know Golden State's going to put you in that in that slow half court offense and they're just going to they're just going to outshoot you. That's the biggest thing about being a high volume three point shooting team is if you're not hitting and you're cold for a night, that's a killer. Transition and in the playoffs, you don't want that. That's bad. And if you don't have anything to go to besides hucking up threes, that's a bad spot to be. Right, and like I said, I, I believe Houston. Give Houston. I'll give Houston two games. I'll give them, I'll give them two games in their home court. Maybe one, maybe one on the road in Golden State just because they're bored. Steve Kerr let them talk in the huddle again. Let Draymond Green run a pick and roll on the, on the board there. It doesn't work, but... Could they run themselves? Yeah, well, I mean, what is Steve Kerr really doing? True. Dude was out with a back injury, and uh, who took him? Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Him. That's how he got a head coaching job. Yeah. That's, that's how he got the Lakers job. Yeah, well, no, no, we're not, we're not ah. having him. That's out of the show. Out of the show. Edit that one. You, you now have to stop. You get a 10-second timeout. Starting now. And while you do that... I'm going to remind you, Double A Balls on Twitter, Double A Balls on Instagram. Social Media Blitz. Tweet us. DM us. Slide in the DMs. Let us know if you like it. Double A Balls at gmail.com. Double A Balls on Podbean and DAABpodcast.com. So many outlets, so many ways to listen. You should because it's a good old time here in the studio, Kirk Cousins, the New York Jets, come out and say they're willing to spend as much as they need to to get Kirk Cousins going into next year, good or bad move. Oh, man, Jet fans got to be going crazy right now. And when they got the sixth pick overall? I think that's a smart move, and yeah. I don't know. I don't, what has Kirk, Kirk Cousins done for you? Is the doubt worse on Kirk Cousins or the three or four guys that you would potentially pick in the first round of the NFL draft? I oh man, that's a great question. Think about it. You got you got this is your if you're if you're the GM, this is where McCann is going to make his. There's his less doubt in Kirk Cousins. One hundred percent, I agree. There's less doubt, but what does Kirk Cousins do for you? I mean, do you think you're throws for Kirk four thousand yards, twenty five TDs away from a from a, a from beating Tom Brady and going to the. I don't think you're a Kirk Cousins away, and this is where I agree with what you, where you're going with this. You're a Kirk Cousins and a very good defense away. That's why I thought Kirk Cousins should... There's no need to debate this. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm going to Denver. Where do you want me to sign and how much do you want me to sign for? You have a ready-made defense that's ready to potentially win you a Super Bowl. They did it while Peyton Manning was limping to the finish line. That defense is still probably just as good. Last year they dealt with injuries. That's why they didn't look as good. And they had a terrible quarterback situation, which kills everything. It was the bad year for the Denver Broncos. But if I'm Kirk Cousins, hey, John Elway, 
where do you want me to sign and how long do you want me to come for? Because I'm trying to win as many championships or be in the best position to compete for as many championships as possible. You know your boy's been in his pocket. Von Miller's been texting Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. There were reports that they were. I would be. So, I mean, listen, the Jets, obviously, right, but 100 if million guaranteed Kirk Cousins is signing on the dot, though. He's, he's a J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet, Jet. If you don't sign Kirk Cousins and you're the New York Jets, who do you sign? That, hold on, that's a bad president, though. You can't be giving Kirk Cousins that guaranteed money like that. $100 million? That's start of, fu- oh, yeah, no, it's Chris Johnson crazy. Well, if you look at the... Brother t- Woody's over there, over, over across the pond over there, sipping on his tea and crumpets. Here and his brother spending $100 million on Kirk Cousins. And think about this. He's on the first plane back, my brother. Matthew Stafford is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Not anymore. Not anymore. Prior to Jimmy G. Ah. Well, hold on. Prior to Jimmy G, correct. Free smells. But if you're going into last season, Matthew Stafford is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And do you know what his playoff record is? Tell me. 0-3. Nice. Now, a year later... Jimmy G is the highest paid quarterback. San Francisco signed him to a gigantic deal. And he is technically undefeated in his in every start he's had with the San Francisco 49ers. Better, and better his, than Joe Montaigne. And his starts that he had before he got hurt in New England when Tom Brady was suspended. So there is. A lot of reason to love it. And I like it. If I was the Miami Dolphins, I would have done it with Jimmy Garoppolo. But. You're dealing with a lot of players, aren't you there, Miami? Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Do you want Kirk Cousins on the Dolphins? I would. Ah, of course you want everyone. I just want. I want stability at the quarterback position. And I know that Ryan Tannehill was pseudo giving us that for five years before this ACL thing popped up the last, you know, 18 to 24 months. But. And I like Ryan Tannehill. I don't not. I just don't know if I trust the way these ACLs pop. And when a guy has two in a year and a half and decides not to get the surgery the first time, gets the surgery the second time, and that's a lot of recovery. You know, people think that it's so... And you made this point to me, and I started to think about it a little bit because I really thought originally Porzingis could be back in six to eight months. You know, you think about how big these guys are and how much weight they're supporting and they're just... There's so much. These guys are machines of human beings. And these injuries are not easy to come back from. And I saw a report today that Bill Polian said, if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't even entertain a trade offer for Nick Foles unless I see two two ones and two twos coming back the other way. And the underlying message in that statement is, you have no idea with these quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks with ACLs. You don't know. Carson Wentz might not start the year next year. I mean, he got hurt in December, opening days in September. That, in oh, in reality, for the average human being, is ridiculously short of a turnaround. For the athlete, it becomes possible. Write this down. Carson Wentz will be back week five next week, next year. Week Carson, five. Week five. Do you think so that's because of the recovery so or Nick because Foles of precaution? Caution. Nick Foles will be four and one. What do you do? Trade him. <laughs> no, you keep him. You keep him. Train him to the Dolphins. You keep true. That's a great idea. You keep him because you have no idea. Again, back to the unknown of what happens with the leg of Carson Wentz. 
you want stability at the quarterback position. And, and the reason why these guys that maybe haven't been proven yet in the NFL, maybe they don't have the championship pedigree of uh, Tom Brady or of a Drew Brees who's won a Super Bowl or an Aaron Rodgers who's won a Super Bowl and guys like that. Maybe they don't have that pedigree, but they're stable. They're able to run your offense and they give you the best chance. So why not lock them up? And then the next five years of that front-loaded contract, because Jimmy G's is front-loaded as well. His first five years, he's making something like $82 million. He's heavily front-loaded as well, which is what a lot of these GMs are doing, which I think are good moves. You you feel comfortable knowing you have a positive situation going forward. Gotta have outs. Regardless of the history. You gotta have outs. GMs know yes. gotta have outs. Yes. Player could be hot or it could be cold. Could be a bad contract. You know what? Gotta cut our losses. Three years, you're out. That's why player opt outs and no trade, no trade clauses to me have to go to the absolute elite athlete. I mean, you're putting Tom Brady in that category. You're putting LeBron James in that category. You're putting Kevin Durant in that category. You're putting no. Okay. Oh yeah, because he got one right. Dirk's got one too. Oh, you Darvish? You putting you? Oh no, you're not. See, that's my point. When you see guys like that getting no trade clauses, what are you doing? You're you're hamstringing yourself as an organization with a guy that. You're going to want to eventually trade with a guy that aging and you can see the signs of a guy that does not need a no trade clause. And then the player opt. I think that's a good one again for a high level or the second level of the highest level of athlete because they do deserve kind of some of that say. But anyone above that top 5% in my opinion, it's a club option or it's the end of the contract. I don't see why you would put it in the player's hand. I mean, listen, you know, we got MLB hot stove, NFL simmering with those with some, with some of these free agents. I want to. I mean, and some high money contracts across all the leagues. If Kirk Cousins, if that if that nickel drops, you know, you might because the Jets have a high pick. So if one of those high pick teams goes for Kirk Cousins, what does that mean for the quarterbacks coming out? Do you? What do does you, that do for my number two pick? Do you sign a free agent quarterback? That's true. I want to get to the Giants in a second, but last question about the Jets: Do you sign a free agent quarterback? Doesn't matter who it is. Maybe even AJ McCarron's because he's gonna become a free agent now. He won his grievance against the Bengals. Do you sign a free agent quarterback and pick, pick with the sixth, or trade the sixth? I guess you gotta listen to all offers. If you're the Jets, you're and ev- I think every offer comes your way. You're right. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta have your, you gotta put your nose to the grindstone if you're McCagney. If you can get something for that six, you can trade back. You can get more picks in the first round, or you get a, a top player. You know, for that for that defense or for that offense. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a home run. I think I think you're gonna see the Giants even move down. Well, I, I think they're all in on this. I think Shermer and Gettleman, even they know they need to get a quarterback, but I feel like. In their minds, they're like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna ride this Eli train for the next two to three years. We're gonna see if we build around him the talent we have. There's no reason we can't be in a wild card, better not even a, a NFC championship type game. Why not? I think it's two years on the Eli Manning train. I agree. and maybe I take that sign me up. And I think what they do is they go draft another second or third round quarterback this year. So now you have Davis Webb. You have Eli Manning, and you have whoever you draft in the second, third, or fourth round this year in the draft. As your three-quarterback system going forward, those two guys now have the chance to learn under Eli Manning. Webb had the entire year last year, so that's a one-year head start. And now they're duking it out over the next two years to figure out who you might have as a franchise quarterback. Do you have two, or do you potentially have three, or none, or one? 
But with with the Giants, man, I mean, I'm, I'm still, still homering for my Penn State. Hold on. Shout out Penn State real quick. We are. Penn State. And. The Nittley Lions. My favorite weekend when I was in college was Thon Weekend. And that was three days. It was 48-hour dance marathon where kids, well, all kids from all different races, ethnicities, walks of life, all came together from Penn State, and we all danced for, for kids with cancer for 48 straight hours. That's awesome. Raised millions and millions of dollars. It's the largest run, run student uh, philanthropy in the nation. Shout out this year. They raised over $10.1 million, Andrew. For the kids. For kids with cancer. One day, we won't have to have this dance marathon for cancer because we will inevitably have a cure. But... That makes that's that, awesome. Th- that 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 hits all the heartstrings, brother. When I yeah, see, it does. When I see them reveal the placards of how much money, literally students, eighteen to twenty-two year olds. You know, the young the young kids these days, us millennials, we get a bad rap. But I must say, even though Penn State got his name dragged through the mud many 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 moons ago, good things still happen at that university. That university is unbelievable, and the students there are unbelievable. Ten point one million for cancer. I don't care what. That's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of bananas. That is a lot of bananas and a lot of bananas for kids that really really deserve that. And that and that's a really really cool story. And, and that's what I think I love. So ex post facto, the Giants need to draft Saquon Barkley number two. But that's what I love about universities and college pride. And that's why I love working in college athletics because you get such a pride for your university for being an alumnus of a college or a university. And and those things. That's what that's what what matters and you think about it and there's and and maybe not to derail it but to your point and I think it's important you know you think so much about what you're doing with your life and all these things and 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 you're in high school and you're trying to figure out what school you want to go to and the importance of getting your life set up and the crazy part about it is you do all of this work for four years four years of your eventual hopefully 80 90 years worth of living but those four years end up mattering so much. And when you can look back on something like Penn State and see something cool like that still going on and have the pride for the university, to me, I think that's that's what matters the most. Dude, I like I said, I, I, I had five years of college. Yeah. Should have been a doctor. Nice. No, I loved every second of Penn State. I still go back, or at least try to go back. But, I mean, it's just... It's the best place on earth. And you want their man Saquon Barkley. Oh, give please. So you keep Eli give, Manning, give, draft listen, the running back. Who's more, your offensive line? Listen, you start drafting. You can draft some of those big white boys, middle white boys, and end of the draft, third, fourth round. There's plenty of free agent guys. I, I know there's, I believe, one guy from Denver who's a real Lockhart stud. But I believe he's a free agent. Giants should be knocking on all these guys' doors. Give me an offensive line. Give me another playmaker like Saquon. You have your boy Odell out there. Another year, Ingram. I'll even you can even leave Wayne Gallman on the roster. He's all right. He's he's kind of change it back. He's quick, uh, change of pace back. Yeah, but you need to do something with your running game because you won all your Super Bowls off your running game. Right. The Giants and have that, been a ground and pound. That offensive line and that running game are broken. But you know what isn't broken? It. I'll tell you what's not broken. That's my windows, my doors, my thermo panes, and if you have stuff on your house that needs to be fixed, you need to call. Hawthorne Glass. Have you been looking to fix that broken tabletop or enhance that dull picture frame? Perhaps remodel that bathroom with an elegant and beautiful shower door? Are you tired of looking through dirty thermopanes or windows? 
How about that broken or torn screen? Don't wait for the warm weather to upgrade. Take care of it now, folks, and call Hawthorne Glass 973-427-4344 and schedule your appointment with our man, Angelo, today. He's the best in the business. He's been doing it for over three decades. Call him. Use the promo code AA-BALLS. Receive 10% off your original purchase. Again, that is Hawthorne Glass. They're there for you. They're the best in the glass industry. Call your man, Angelo, 973-427-4344. Ring the bell, Mr. Rinaldi, because when you learn about Hawthorne Glass, what do you get? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? And that's what you get. And I'm surprised I'm still excited for this segment because I've been getting waxed on the what do you got scoreboard for the last few weeks. I want to change the name to Anthony's Got It. Anthony's Got It. Anthony's Got It. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk to our uh, our producer and see if that's all right because at this point the scoreboard's seven and three for Anthony Rinaldi and a miserable three and seven. For Andrew Romanella. So it's clearly going south fast. And I'm hoping this week uh, I need a clean sweep because I don't want to get any farther behind the remainder of the season. I mean, I I, I personally love your pick. I'm actually interested to watch this pick. I'm not going to give it away just yet. I'm I appreciate that. Teaser. I'm going to let the audience simmer. Teaser. On what crazy man Andrew is going to pick because, like I said, he needs a lot of help. But I'm going straight back to the hardwood. I know we just came off the NBA All-Star break. Everyone's probably on a boat right now somewhere in Miami. Before you do, for a quick recap, Anthony's team, Dutchmaster, demolished my team, Maverick, in our all-star draft. The final score? 244 to 186 and a half. It was a drubbing. I'm not going to go through the teams. You can check it out on our Instagram, at Double A Balls. I'm definitely going to post that victory with a big fat W next to my win name there, Andrew. Andrew chose a total of 324 on the points. Anthony chose a total of 368. The total was 298. We both went over. We weren't within our nine-point rule either way. However, uh, moral victory for Andrew, since there has not been a lot of victories this season, on the fact that he pretty much called the fact that the points would go down in this year's All-Star game. But that does not add to the scoreboard. So, again, Anthony, 7-3 trumps my 3-7. and seven. How did he get the other win? Joel Embiid over Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that, that, that was a closer matchup. It was. I'll give you that. It was. Embiid had 19 and then Antetokounmpo had 16. Just straight up, on, if, if you want to do it by, by DraftKings points, which includes all the points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers. Joel Embiid got me 37 and a half points. And... The freak got you 26.75. And I, it really was, even in the game, kind of a good little matchup, too, because you saw them both trying to get involved with both offenses. But either way, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I just want to demoralize Andrew. Uh, One to grow on. Uh, three and seven. Now when I start to hear the Hawthorne Glass ad, sorry to our man Angelo, but <laughs> it's starting to hurt my feelings as opposed to get me excited. So why don't, you, why don't you flip the script and you go first on what do you got? What do you you tell got? me what you're bringing to the Heat. All right, what I'm bringing to the Heat, first I'm going to give you my game. And it's going to be the United States women's national hockey team in the gold medal game against the Canadian hockey team. Canada women's hockey team has won the last four gold medals. And our women's hockey team has been in five of the last six gold medal rounds. So you can see how big this game is going to be for the United States 
and for the women's national program. That game is going to be on Wednesday night, 11, 10 p.m. So because of the crazy time changes, you're going to have to stay up nice and late for that game. So the women's national team, I'm excited. They won 5-0 against Finland to in the semifinal round to get to the gold medal round to play Canada, who beat the something of athletes out of the island of Russia or somewhere. Oh, you know those mother O-A-R. were cheating and to curling? Get- yeah, they were who takes steroids in curling? Those rocks, they call rocks. They're heavy, aren't they? Here's the way I see rocks, it. What are they? That's like if I come home and I really want to sweep my entire apartment, I'm gonna take steroids to sweep my apartment. You can, you can take a little of that pre-workout. I know. I'm a sure there's a pre-workout. There's probably a lot of physical skill involved. I'm not discrediting how good of athletes they probably are. My man, I just don't see the need for steroids, but that's just another topic we're not getting involved in. It's like the Baseball Hall of Fame all all over again. So, women's national team, Wednesday night against Canada. We want this victory. Let's bring home the gold. That would be an awesome win for United States women's hockey. So, that's what I got for this week for my game. Before I give you my performer, I'm going to ask the man sitting next to me, Anthony Rinaldi, what do you got? What do you got? I want to go back to the hardwood. Oh, I miss it already. Love now. the hardwood. He's an NBA, all done. Also, I, I mean, all done. Bazinga. Players are resting up. That's it. Get their mind right. A lot of, a lot of interesting games, but I want to go right to your boy, Russell Westbrook and the OKC Thunder, visiting the reigning champs, the Golden State Warriors, February 24th. I want to say it's a Saturday. It's an 8.30 jump on TNT, or ABC. It's 8.30 jump off. And I want to watch, I want to watch that matchup. OKC's won the last two against Golden State. Because you know Golden State don't bring it in the regular season. They just walk, they're just waltzing through regular season, get me to the playoffs, because I'm going to steamroll through all these competitions, right to the, I'm going to sleepwalk to the Western Conference Finals, choke it up now, and they're probably going to sleepwalk right through the Finals. But I do... Love the matchup of KD going against Russ. And I feel like no matter when they meet each other, some reason these teams now have animosity. And I think, I said it on the last episode, I think it's been squashed to a degree. But when they get on the floor and Russ sees him in the state uniform and, and KD's on the other side of OKC, it's, it's, a, it's a feel. There's energy there. There's emotions there. And every time they turn out a great matchup. Oh, they definitely, they were, they were all... Fine at the All Star game, so I'm dapping up. And yeah, around. even LeBron and Kyrie, these dudes are all friends, and they want they need to get theirs. They want to get yeah, theirs. That's what they and they all understand it. Chris Paul got his. He went to Houston. He wanted to go to Houston. James Harden wanted out of OKC so he could get his and be on his own. He went to Houston. Russell Westbrook stayed in OKC so he keep getting his in OKC. KD left and went to Golden State because he wanted to get his in a different way, and that's in championship rings. LeBron can be famous in Cleveland as long as he's getting his, and he's fine with that. That's just the NBA today. That's just the world. That's just the world we're living in with those players, and that's okay. We can all be honest about it. And just call it how it is. These dudes are about their brand first. They're not about the team or the organization they're playing for. No, it's it's, it's become a a me 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 league. But that's what also makes a matchup like Gold State versus OKC fun is because even though it is a me 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 league. That's a me-me matchup that you love watching clash. Oh, yeah. You know Russ is going to bring it. All right. So we got Gold, we got Golden State versus OKC Saturday, 8.30 jump off. And we got the U.S. Women's National Team Hockey 
versus Canada, Wednesday, 11, 10 p.m. Jump off. Okay, now, that's our games. Anthony, I want your performer. I want it now. What do you got? What do you got? Give me Russ Westbrook. Do you? I, I want Did to, he? I want to just tear you apart in this. I want you, so when you're watching it, you can't even root for your boy because you don't want him to do good because you don't want me to get that W. Did right. he? So give me give me Westbrook. Westbrook's going to drop another triple-double. Okay, what's he going? What's he going? Give it to me. 47. He's going heavy tonight. 47 points. You're not serious. 12, 12 bounds, 12 assists. Give it to me. I don't even know if I can write this write down. Write it down. Remember it. So he's going triple-double with 47 points? Yeah. That's it. Wow. What do you got? That's what I got. Anthony's got wow. it. Wow. Andrew can't find Anthony's it. Anthony's got it. Please help him. Yeah. Well, I do need to find it. I, I, I do need to find it. So, you know what's funny is I was originally picking Russell Westbrook going into today, which is funny that you picked him. And I knew I wasn't going to pick anybody from the women's team because as much as I am watching the USA hockey and I want to see them succeed, is as much as I'll be the first to admit that I couldn't tell you who's going to have the best game on what night. I just Let's be honest with ourselves here. That's just how I feel. So I knew coming into this, I would need to probably go basketball. Russell Westbrook was my original thought. Kevin Durant was my second thought. Go with your third gut. Go with the gut. Kyrie Irving. Versus your Knickerbockers. Oh, gross. That's going to be a terrible, that's, terrible That's that basketball. same Saturday at 7.30 p.m. So you In can, the garden. You can jump back and forth. The, the once can, called Mecca of basketball. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why I went there, though? Seriously, there's a reason behind it. It's not just because I am trying to gain points, which eh, maybe 10%. There's been a lot of talk, and I don't think, or I don't know how I feel percentage-wise of this happening. But Kyrie Irving landing in New York is not out of the realm of possibility. And I think you would agree with me. More point guards. More point guards. Dude, if we get Kyrie, he's a Jersey kid, man. I mean, that's That's my point. Home. I'm coming home. So why do I circle that game? Why is that my what do you got? Because if that's a guy that does care about performing in the Mecca of New York, we're going to find out when he plays at Madison Square Garden. So give me Kyrie at MSG against the Knickerbockers, whether they're the best or the worst team in the league. If you want to ball out on the biggest stage or what you believe is the biggest stage in basketball, it's MSG, then you go perform. And there's no reason he shouldn't take over that game. I think the Knicks are better off grabbing five dudes out of Rucker Park. (laughs) Put them in the blue blue and orange. Then playing Kyrie and the Celtics right now. Let's see what we got. So to recap the what do you got, the scoreboard 7-3, Anthony Rinaldi. Three and seven, Andrew Romanella. USA Women's Hockey and Kyrie Irving versus Golden State, OKC, and Russell Westbrook. Does Andrew come back? Does he start the road to the comeback on the What Do You Got scoreboard? You're going to have to find out by listening to episode seven. But before you do that, let me remind you that this segment of What Do You Got was brought to you by Hawthorne Glass, call the man Angelo, double A balls, receive 10% off your first purchase when you do. And as we keep moving through this thing, I start to realize more and more, you might be the brains behind this operation. Talking to me, sir? That's what the What Do You Got scoreboard tells me. Say it again one more time. You might be the brains behind this operation. That's right. That's what the what he got scoreboards telling me.
And if you have any brains while you're listening to this operation, tweet us, Instagram us, at double A balls on both. Slide the DMs. Shoot us a message. Let us know. Visit us on DAABpodcast.com and download, 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 download on podbean.com. It's been fun and it always oh, is. Man, before we exit, I want to shout out your boy who's been hitting us up on the IG, the real tuck. Talking smack a little bit before the All-Star game about how Team Maverick was going to whoop up on Team Dutchmaster. Fair enough. I don't know about that one. Scoreboard said otherwise. Shout out Tuck Shaw and shout out the Letterman Jacket Podcast, which he is on. And they have begun to support us and we have begun to support them. So, Anthony, it's been fun. It's been a blast. I love it, man. Till next time. Andrew, have a good one. This is the Double A Balls Podcast. It's brought to you by Power Arm Performance. We are out. This has been the Double A Balls Podcast, powered by Power Arm Performance, your leader in baseball and softball training apparel. Visit www.poweronperformance.com to get your apparel and start training like the pros today.